adjusting the levels, huh? Without yeah. even without even listening. It should be fine. No, you ha- n- it should be fine. Is that how my engineer works? <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> I turned a knob. I turned a knob. It's I all turned right. a knob. That's all you need. <laughs> knob turning. That does it all. You guys sound great. Perfect. <laughs> you guys sound great. Great. <laughs> Please stop making fun of me. Oh man. Yeah. So we got we got Dan Weber up in here, baby. Hello, Dan Weber. Everyone. Yeah. My you have no idea who I am. That's fine. <laughs> no one does. It's cool. Oh, you will one day, baby. One day, maybe. Who knows? Mm. That's how comedy works. Yeah, unless you get murdered in the murder capital of the world. Jesus then. Christ. <laughs> that might make me famous. Like, if I get, if I get murdered, people are like, he had so much promise. <laughs> yeah. When you die, like, people fucking really, like, color your life in a positive way. It doesn't matter. When Bill Cosby dies, they're not going <laughs> to mention the fucking 70 women he raped. They're going to be like... He was adorable in those Jello commercials. Like comedy that's all they're going to talk about. Yeah, comedy legend Bill Cosby died today. Nobody's going to mention all the horrible things he did. Yeah, comedy wa- death washes away all of your sins. Uh, it's it, wa- it washes away s- so much. Like I don't know why we're not all dying right now. Like why don't we all just <laughs> die? Wouldn't it be better? You know what? I'd be <laughs> remembered on. better if I died right now. Like people, <laughs> like God damn, he was. <laughs> He was really <laughs> something, you know? You missed it. You missed out. <laughs> Whereas right now, they're like, I saw him at Funhouse, and I'm like, that was weird and gross. Like, why did he, yeah, why did he yell at Christian so much? <laughs> you'd become comedy lore, just like, yeah, you remember the, the Dan Weber times? Yeah, oh, yeah. Those, were, Jesus. those were great Dan ones. Dan Weber days. The Dan Weber days. <laughs> yeah, right? Nah, I don't know. Like, it's, anyway. Uh, so so uh, at, the, at the top of the cast, do you want to, like, uh, like, plug anything? You like you got like a Twitter people should follow and shit like that. Uh, I mean, it's all the same. It's all Daniel T. Weber at whatever. Like, like mm. on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. His his personal Gmail account. It actually is Daniel T. <laughs> Weber at Gmail dot com. Like yeah, that's available like for bookings. Yeah, you can just send me an email. Shoot me, shoot me something. Like I'll fucking respond if it's interesting enough. Like I don't. I got no problem with random. I mean, it might the <laughs> depending on what you send. Yeah. Like, if you send me a picture of your dick, I'm liable to post it on yeah. Instagram. Like, I won't. <laughs> I won't be horrified. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. You gave me your picture of your dick. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Right. I'm gonna show it to everybody I know. <laughs> yeah, I heard once that all the images on Google Images are fair use images that anybody could use any of the images. Oh, really? Yeah, that's probably true. Actually. Yeah, I mean, why would it be on Google Images if I can't use it? Very true. Very true. I've baby. certainly used <laughs> plenty of Google <laughs> images in advertising shows I've done. Yeah. And uh, never really thought about whether or not I could. <laughs> so I hope you're right. Like, yeah. I hope nobody ever sues me for that. Oh, uh, another thing uh, it's uh, you can't copyright the name of a song. There's been multiple songs called Hell's Bells, there's been multiple songs called oh, right. You Shook Me All Night Long. You can't you can't copyright a song. Funny name. that you named two ACDC yeah. songs. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like yeah, the, all of AC every ACDC song. There's always a, there's always already another one. <laughs> there was Thunderstruck is another. There's another thun. There's two more Thunderstruck. Yeah, I I actually prefer Led Zeppelin's "You Shook Me All Night Long." To yeah, or, ACDC's. or you know, Back in Black. There's definitely at least one rap song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black and bl- back in black. Um, I, I'm sure. Pretty <laughs> drunk. I've been drinking barrels of <laughs> beer. I might have to have you give me another. You uh, anyway. <laughs> At some point, this will run out, and I will want more. So. Yeah. When and th- there's a pause button on this thing. Perfect. We can pause it any time, baby. Sure. Like let's pause it right now, just for kicks. I'm no, kidding. let's not. Do that. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, so, 
Uh, I'm sure you've heard every episode of the podcast, and you know exactly how this goes. I know what it is. It's a, it's a. You, you just tell, you just talk about your experience with drugs, right? Like that's that's exactly right. Sure. So, uh, w- let's start with like, uh, what was the, what was the first type of psychedelic that you've ever done? The first type of psychedelic I've ever done. Let's see. Uh, it was acid, actually. Yeah. Most A- most people start with mushrooms. I would say, like most of the people on this podcast, have started with mushrooms. Well, I mean, so haven't most of the people that you that have been on this podcast are like thirty and younger, right? Yeah. So, so in the mid '90s, the guys who were responsible for like almost all of the acid in the America got busted. So acid became very difficult to get. Mm -hmm. But before that, it was fucking everywhere. Like, like acid was two dollars a hit. I could buy a sheet of acid for a hundred bucks when I was when I was like nineteen. Now now that's a strip. Now you can buy a strip of acid. For a hundred bucks, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could buy you. C- it's it's ten times more expensive now than it used to be. Wow. So, so there was so much acid that it was easy to get. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms were harder to get because somebody actually had to go pick them instead of just go to a missile silo and get a brick of solid, crystallized LSD, drive home, throw it in a bathtub, and then dip fucking pieces like slips of paper in it right. until it went away, like. You could do 10,000 sheets of acid. Oh, my God. So much easier than you could, like, an ounce of mushrooms back then. Right. So it makes sense to me that a lot of people's first psychedelic was mushrooms. It took me mm-hmm. a long t- – it took me – it was harder to get. So, I mean, I love them. Mm-hmm. Both are great, but acid was way easier. Like, it's just fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, about how old were you when you first did it? I was 19. 19. Yeah, see, like, uh, wh- when I was when I was in high school trying to get uh, psychedelics, I could only get I could only ever get mushrooms. Every yeah. time I tried to get acid, it was fake. Yeah, it was like people would just be like, "Yeah, there's totally acid on this Smarty," and then I buy a Smarty for ten bucks and nothing. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing too. The guys that made it knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were making the real shit. Like, I don't even know. People tell me like now, like. Yeah, I did acid and I was I was high for like six hours and it went away. I'm like, that's not LSD. <laughs> LSD lasts about twelve hours mm-hmm. and you're fifteen if you're willing to just go through the fucking total come down to the very end. Right. So yeah, if you've fucking done acid and it didn't last more than like ten hours, you didn't do acid. Yeah. Well and there there's a lot of like experimental chemicals. Yeah. That like that are like made that you can buy on the internet. Yeah. Ultimately, but yeah. Uh, I suggest none of my listeners do anything like that. I've I've always been terrified about dr- buying drugs on the internet. Like, there's a book and a, uh, so one of my best friends uh, is a chemist. He he graduated with a degree in chemistry. He does IT shit now, but he has a degree in chemistry. And a while back, I bought him this book called uh, uh, P Call a Love Story, which is about it's like part of it is the is uh the first half of the book is just this guy's journal he was a he was a professor at Berkeley and he would just make designer psychedelic drugs and then invite people to his house and they would all take them and then like write like he would interview them about their experiences with it and then he rated them on like a scale of 1 to 4 right and f- 1 was like oh, i was a little high whatever 4 was i saw god and uh, so, so this book, and then the second half of the book, is how to make each and every chemical 
that he ever came up with <laughs> because all of them are legal up until this point. Like, I don't know. Right. They might have illegalized some of them now. And they were all basically the same chain, and then you would add something to it. So you would that add would something to the chain. or something? Well, no, like, basically, it, aff- it, it changed, like, how it metabolized and how long it lasted, okay, how powerful yeah. it was. So, for example, there was some that had, like, like carbon on them, and carbon is metabolized quickly, so that would you would get high for, like, a couple hours, and it would go away. He had others that he put uh, sulfide on, and that doesn't metabolize at all, and that one would get you high for, like, 20 hours. It would be high as fuck. Like, he, he, he one of them... The strongest one he talked about was one where uh, he took it and then he was looking out his window and then he mistook his window for an oil painting. So like like he'd be looking at it and it would just be still. And he would look away and he'd look back and then it'd be still, but everything's in a different position because everybody moved. But it wouldn't move while he was looking at it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it was high for like 30 hours. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> that sounds overwhelming. I yeah, feel like it would be a like lot. That's too much. Even 12 hours for me, I feel like by like hour nine, I'm like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, when I was doing acid, I fucking, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it w- w- too much. I really, like, like, I never felt anything. Like, when I was... When I was younger, and even now, like, I really don't, like, people talk about, like, how they feel, and I just mm-hmm. have a hard time relating. Like, I don't really feel much most of the time. And then I would do acid, and I would feel everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is dope. Let's just do this a lot. <laughs> and so I did an enormous amount of LSD from the age of 19 to, like, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And then I had to retire. <laughs> so, I'm like, I've done too much and done damage to myself. But I still, to this day, know, like, my brain doesn't function like normal. Like, I know that's the case. Yeah, and uh, do, you think that's a, do you think that's a bad thing? Do you think, you like, you did bad things to your brain? Uh, I think it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, in some ways, like, my brain is probably more agile in handling things that are weird. Like, it, like yeah. weird shit comes up, and other people freak out, and I'm like, uh. Oh, Alright, like I'm, I'm can't be with as this. weird as the that one yeah, time yeah, I was yeah. on acid. Yeah, this isn't so bad. Uh, but in other ways, like uh, for example, um, from the age of about 23, 22 to about thirty six, um, I didn't know, like time kind of ceased to mean anything to me. Like, like I the only way that I knew when a memory happened. Bef- between being a kid and being an adult was how tall the people around me were from my perspective. So, like, like I would know I was a kid if my dad was super tall, and I know it happened when I was in high school because my dad and I were the same height. That's how I knew when things happened. So people would be like, I'd tell a story and be like, you remember last week when we did this thing? And they're like, dude, that was three years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. Like, I, it just, like, my brain just couldn't process it anymore. And, uh, and that still holds true a little bit to this day like it recuperated somewhat but for a while it was like literally like it's either happening now it will it happened sometime in the past or it will happen sometime in the future and that's as close as i could get wow and you think and and you think it was all the acid that you did that really did it to you i am certain yeah that it was the acid that i did that did it i mean i i can't think of anything else it could have been i mean i did like probably I did acid about five hundred times in the course of like 
like four years, four or five years. Um, and that's a lot. I mean, it's not as much. There's some people who have done more. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely a lot. <laughs> it was just like I just loved doing it. Like it would just felt great. Oh, it, it's it's amazing. I've, I've actually like I feel a similar way where it's like I don't ever feel things as hard as when I feel them on acid like right it's like uh it's one of the it's one of the few times i like cry from beauty right when i'm is when i'm tripping on acid because like most of the time i'm like i'm really good at like filtering out that where it's like yeah yeah it's a sunset i mean i've seen a million sunsets yeah Yeah. but for some reason when you're on acid it's just like like your your empathy all your emotions are running wild it's amazing (laughs) yeah no it's true like it was uh it was a a a revelation for me the first time i did it have you, ever, have huh? you ever thought about, like, uh, maybe, like, microdosing? Um, like I was doing that with mushrooms for a while. Mm, yeah, I, it's really hard to do with acid. I don't know how people microdose with acid when one drop will get you high for hours. Well, what you do, so the <laughs> <laughs> here's how you do it. Okay, all right, tell you me. You take a hit of acid, and you drop it in a bottle of water. Oh, okay. This is water-soluble. Shake right. it up. Now you just take a sip of that water. Right, yeah. And then... Because it's soluble, it's mm-hmm. water soluble. So now, now you just take a sip. There's a little bit of acid in it, not much. Yeah. So just, just enough. Then and, and like that's what that's what you use for the week or something like or that. Or the month. I the mean, month. you know, whatever. Like however, whatever dosage, because acid to be active is such a small dose already. It's phenomenal. Microdose, like it like micro micrograms <laughs> will get you <laughs> yeah. high as fuck. That's yeah. a, that, that's like how they tell you what dosage to take. It's yeah. The, by the micrograms. Yeah. So, so what? So what was your first time like? So you said you were nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, somebody had acid, and I decided to take it. Um, and had you uh, thought? Had you thought about it beforehand? Like, have you had you like molded it over? When I was nineteen, man, like I didn't really think about much. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. There wasn't a lot of planning involved. Like I didn't really. Like I was on. I was on a like. I didn't want to live to thirty. Right. So I was trying my best to not do that by doing anything and everything somebody fucking put in front of me, except for some reason, white drugs. I wouldn't do those because some part of me still wanted to live Yeah. because I knew like I had a heart condition. So I knew like if I did white drugs, I'd probably die. Mm. But somebody was like, let's do acid. I'm like, sure. That's clear. Hey, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll just that's just it's just a little piece of paper. How fucked up can I get? So I do acid. We're hanging out in a hot tub, and and I feel it coming on. I'm like, ooh, this is, wow. And then I went with these guys who I didn't really like that much. We went and watched a movie, and that was kind of shitty, and I was having a terrible time. And then I left, and I walked out, and I lived, I was living in Bend, Oregon at the time. And I lived in what essentially was the ghetto of Bend, Oregon. It was just like this, it was, a, it was an apartment complex that had a lot of people on house arrest. And these two women had like a beef with one another, right? And they wore fake nails and like like brightly colored fake nails, which is very important <laughs> for this story. Because they got in a fist fight. Oh, okay. So I walk out of this apartment. They start scratching at one another. And fucking brightly colored nails are like flying off of them. <laughs> and, it l- and it just looks like sparks, like fucking orange and purple sparks coming <laughs> off of this fight. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the cops show up. And they look at me like I'm standing there watching this fight happen. And I don't know for how long. A long time, probably, because the cops fucking got called and showed up while I'm watching these two people <laughs> wrestle. Right? 
<laughs> and they're like, hey, man, you got anything to say? Like, they're like, hey, we want to talk to you about whatever's happening. And I'm just like, I got to go. <laughs> and, I like, and I ran and I jumped over the hood of their car and ran along the, the hood of the police car and ran off into the woods, right? And uh, where I was living was next to the community college. So I ran through the woods and I ended up on the track. And I'm walking around the track in circles like, fuck, I fucked up. I shouldn't have taken this drug. Why did I do this? And I looked up. In Central Oregon, uh, Bend, Oregon in particular, is like 4,000 feet mm-hmm. above sea level. And so, and it was a clear night, moonless night. And I looked up and I saw the stars. And then I just laid down on the track. And I laid there for like eight hours and just looked at the sky. <laughs> and the sky just started doing all kinds of weird shit. Like at first, like there were lines forming between the stars. And I could see the arm of the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. And then it looked like the earth was a globe and the Milky Way was the arm like holding up the globe and spinning it. And then like fucking spirals started happening between things. And I kept hearing like, like weird. (laughs) And then it formed like a face, like the the Milky Way became like a cowled face and the shit in the sky started forming letters, but like in a language I couldn't understand. I was like, I got to figure this out. Like this is (laughs) fucking important. So I just laid there. I laid there for the rest of the night. Wow. And just watch the sky. And then from then on, I chased that moment. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It was amazing. It was the (laughs) coolest shit I've ever seen. Like, I will never see something that rad Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. (laughs) I think, uh, honestly, I think that's why people do uh, psychedelics in the desert is because those are, like, the best night skies you can get. Yeah, and it's just all dark once it gets. (coughs) There's no fucking light pollution. Like, Bend was a small, like, it's much larger now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have that big city now, but it's not. I mean, it. Like, you it's know not get carried it. away. You know what they call it? Big not city a, bad. It's not a big city, but it's fucking way bigger than it was. Like, yeah. There's only like eight thousand people there when I lived there, and there was a, there was not a lot of street lights or anything. So there was a not a very much str- uh, light pollution. So you could see like all of the like not all of the stars, but a, a shit ton, like right. millions of stars. Mm. Yeah, and you when can your see the pe- pupils are dilated, you could see even more stars. That's so it was right. fucking, it was just like a carpet of light. It's like telescopes and looking yeah. at everything. It was amazing. It was incredible. That's like, it cool. was absolutely incredible. And I chased that for four more years. Like, I tried to f- tried to get that moment back. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you, didn't f- you didn't find it in those four years? I found other moments that were also rad, but mm-hmm. never, nothing like that ever again. Nothing that, like spiritual i guess like it was it was one of those moments the only other time i ever saw those those characters that i saw in the sky uh was when i had a near-death experience and and this lady wearing a cap and gown was writing similar script on the blackboard in a classroom anyway like it's that's a near-death experience in class uh in a no class? no 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 oh, i was okay. 25 uh and the heart condition i mentioned kicked in mm-hmm. almost killed like i was out for 15 minutes and uh and i went and i and when i was out i was in a junior high classroom oh okay and the lady was in the front wearing a cap and gown and she was writing shit on chalkboard is this heaven yeah no <laughs> i don't know what the fuck like yeah is this hell this desk doesn't even fit me like it, <laughs> it was shitty so yeah i mean it was weird it was fucking intense but that's the only other time I saw any of that script yeah. was when I almost died. Uh, uh, have you ever had like a bad trip? You want to tell? You want to tell like the worst trip you've ever had? I've had a couple. 
con- and considering the amount of acid and mushrooms I've done, that's pretty surprising. Um, one time, so after a little while, what I would do uh, when I would take acid is I would walk this route that I had set up in Eugene, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it would take me through this old growth forest park and then down the butte and then along the river and then all the way to this w- area called Santa Clara and then across the river and come back and come home. And it was like a 12-mile walk, like yeah. a very long walk. And a few times I brought people with me, like I would dose with other people and we would go for this walk. And one time uh, I did it with three other people. We were walking. And the entire time that we're fucking tripping, behind us, as far as I know, is a six-foot-tall spider. What? A giant, hairy, nasty spider. Oh, my God. But everyone else is having a great time. Uh And I'm thinking to myself, that's probably not real. So I didn't tell anyone the entire time that we're walking on this path. Oh, this whole they're being this whole stalked trip by this spider. <laughs> this whole trip is just like a secret you're keeping from yeah, people. Yeah, it was rough, man. That was t- uh, that was fucking shitty. Uh, yeah, d- definitely. When uh, when I'm on psychedelics, the last thing I want to do is try and hide something from someone. Yeah, yeah. Like it's hard. having to hide the fact that you're on psychedelics when you're on them is so awful it's that's that's the surefire way to have a bad trip well we used to to do we used to do weird challenges when we were high so we would we would go to the mall (laughs) and try to (laughs) shop in a store and not let them know we were high like the idea was that how long can you keep your shit together in tj maxx before you fucking lose it and i didn't do well like that was not a challenge i did well at like the person i'd be looking at a mannequin like what the fuck is this and then somebody come up and be like do you need anything? I'm like, I need out of here. And I did <laughs> run away. I always lost. I lost that challenge every time. Yeah, I lived at, I lived in a town of cop collars. And like, because uh, I, I grew up in Utah. And oh, I was shit. Like, that was when I did a lot of uh, psychedelics was when I was in Utah. And people in Utah, like, if they find out you're on psychedelics, they're like, this guy is a danger to society yeah. and everyone. Like, we need to put this guy in an insane asylum right now. Yeah. And so, like, I was I was always so terrified about going into public. I yeah. was always like, no, we have to be in the woods. And even if there's, like, hikers on the same, on similar trails, I'm like, nope, we need to go deeper. We got to get away from gotta everyone. get away from everybody. Yeah, it was different in Eugene, Oregon. Like, mm. Eugene, Oregon is where the 60s went after yeah. the 60s ended. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, like, kind of like a bunch of fucking hippies chilling out. Right. So people are pretty cool about it. Like yeah, I don't feel like that in Portland. Like I've done, I've done mushrooms in Portland and have gone on walks down the ru- the river, and uh, yeah, I mean, I w- I wouldn't recommend that either because then you'll realize truly how disgusting the Willamette River oh, is. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> and and like, yeah, Portland. I don't, I don't do psychedelic drugs in the city anymore. Like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I will take. I I have. So for mushrooms, I have two doses of mushrooms that i think are acceptable one is a gram and a half or less mm-hmm. that's a city dose of mushrooms that's just kind of a body high and you yeah. feel giddy and it's fun right any more than that and you have to be in nature yeah. there has to be a campfire and there has to be trees and there has to be not very many fucking people or else you're gonna have a terrible time that's right so i like to do but uh, but I, I i love doing stand-up on like a gram and a gram and a half of mushrooms, like seven beers and a joint. Like that is fucking amazing. 
Yeah, uh, I, I've actually been experimenting with that where I've been uh, microdosing all week. Like yeah. I like I ate a mushroom cap earlier today. You have to be careful with microdosing with mushrooms because the it takes it like a couple of days to metabolize uh-huh. and it builds up. So if you take a small amount today and then you take a small amount tomorrow, you basically just adding those two numbers up. Yeah. So if you do it for an entire week, by the end of the week, you're fucking <laughs> high. Like you're just <laughs> tripping balls. <laughs> like you c- so you have to be careful. It's like every three days or so. Yeah, you actually you actually make a good point because I noticed that today where it's like so like uh on Tuesday I ate a cap of mushrooms and then on Wednesday I was like, Oh, I'll kick it up a notch because that because that one didn't really affect me that much. Right. And so on so on Wednesday I took a cap and a stem. Oh. And then and then yesterday yesterday I took a cap and then but today I took like a little tiny pinch and definitely felt like, Wow, I'm like I'm pretty high right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh it, yeah, it was pretty obvious at the place that, that uh I was at this show and one of my buddies was like, "Dude, you're f- you're fucked up right now." How <laughs> 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 like, I did was smoke weed. Oh, I I did eat a cap I of mushrooms. Did eat, I did over the course of the last few days eat three <laughs> grams of mushrooms. So I see where you're coming from. For a while, I was eating like I wasn't microdosing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I was eating more than a microdose of mushrooms. Right. And going to work. Yeah. Uh, right. W- I gave my two mu- I gave two months notice of my last job, mm-hmm. and for the last like for the the entire last two months. Every three days, I would eat like a cap and a ha- I would eat a cap, like a one, a cap and stem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just show up to work kind of high. But I was like, you know what? It makes it not so bad. Like, I hate this job, but right now, like, it's just a fun puzzle. Like, <laughs> it's right. a totally different thing. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I really like the idea of just like, like, it, it it definitely encourages me to be like a better person. Yeah. Be, like doing the microdosing because it's like, what am I? I'm gonna go fight somebody while I'm on mushrooms. Yeah. No. What's nobody wrong does with that. You? <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do that a lot off mushrooms. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I'm always yeah, kicking. You're a and I'm always looking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're the most angry person. <laughs> yeah. I waste this mushroom on a fight. If it wasn't. Yeah. I'm a, uh, can we pause this for yeah. a second? Yeah. Yeah. You want to get a beer? I want to get a beer. Okay. Damn it. Slaving over a hot keyboard. That's <coughs> what I do. Slanging that shit on the internet. A keyboard cowboy. <laughs> I do software development, man. Like it's fucking. That's that's some. Those are some hours <coughs> on the keyboard. Can be. Yeah. yeah. What's sure. your what? What's your greatest work? What what, what <laughs> software? <laughs> what's your soft- greatest art piece? <laughs> what yeah. my, what's my what's the best thing I've ever made? Yeah, yeah. What's what software are you really proud of? Um. There's one thing I've done that I'm like that. That works as well as I would ever want it to. Everything else is like, you're like, eh, it was too rushed. I didn't have time. I don't lo- really like the way it works. Um, but one thing, and it, and it wouldn't, like, it's just, I can't really, like, describing it would be pointless. Oh, okay. It's just this one, my last job, uh, I built this one thing that just kind of sits there and does what it's supposed to do, like, consistently all the time doesn't really cause any trouble and just makes the company money and that i'm i'm proud of that particular piece of software literally nothing else i've ever <laughs> done am i like that's fucking great like a lot of times i'm like that's as good as i could have done under the constraints that i had but i'm like not happy with it you know could have been done better that i could not have done better <sighs> I was saying this one guy, he was in Russia, I think it was, or something, but he worked at this IT place or this office forever, and then they fired him, 
and they went to his computer to look to see what was all on it, and he had all these like programs and hacks set up for certain things to do in the office, so he wouldn't have to wait around. So he had a program. It was called Smack My Bitch Up, and it would play that song, and he'd press it, and it would at that time it was programmed to set the coffee alarm, the coffee thing to go off, and make him a cup of coffee, so he would have the perfect time to just walk over there, grab it, then walk back to his desk. So he didn't <laughs> have to wait whatsoever yeah. it's just like holy fucking shit like how do you yeah. do that i made i'm yeah like my last i i'm not i'm bad with working with other people yeah so like i'll make myself like a hundred tools like that during the course of working somewhere and i just don't like i don't want to explain myself so i don't really tell anyone else like everybody be like why did you do that i'm like i don't want to tell you yeah <laughs> i did it to make my life easier i don't give a fuck about you like i don't <laughs> So, you could just continue to suffer. Like I don't give a shit. You couldn't figure it out. Uh, so a lot of like a, a lot of people who like uh do psychedelics tend to be like like conspiracy theorists. They like they don't really sure. trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, is there uh is there a conspiracy that you believe to be like true? Like that one that one gotcha. Conspiracy, like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, like a conspiracy theory where you're like, I think this one, I think this one might be the one. I'll tell you. I, uh, so my my feeling about conspiracy theories, okay, has always been that it gives the people behind them far too much credit. So like, they always have some mastermind, some like intelligent group of people who figure shit out. Who's just like amazing at playing the game of chess. That yeah, is life. yeah, or something like that. And I'm like. There's no evidence that there's anyone like that, really. Like, for the most part, shit just happens randomly. And sometimes it appears as though it was intelligent. But really, it's just mm. random happenstance that it turned out to work for some people. Like, to my mind, like, the world is just too fucked up for any one person to figure it out. Yeah, like, w like we're not organized enough to no. have Illuminati. No, the, like, Illuminati wouldn't even make sense. Like like a handful of people, like figuring out how to control everyone else. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, it's fucking like that gives way too much credit to a handful mm. of people. I had it, I had it perfectly explained to me once, where it's like a conspiracy theory is they start with the conclusion and yeah. then like work backwards. Yeah. Sure, of, of like course. They, uh -huh. So like they're only looking for evidence that proves their conclusion. Yeah, and I they're mean, ignoring and I, and I everything adore else. conspiracy theories. Like I, I think they're hilarious. <laughs> they're the best story awesome. writers. Yeah, <laughs> there was a when I was living when I was living on the street in Santa Fe, New Mexico. There was a there was every first Monday, they had conspiracy theory night at this coffee shop called the Aztec Cafe. And it was basically an open mic, but for conspiracy theorists to come and pitch their fucking <laughs> ideas. That and it was unbelievable. It was amazing. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things ever. And there was this one guy whose name was Wild Bill. And he was basically, like, he made a living being a fucking movie extra in cowboy movies, <laughs> right? So that was his job. He rode around on a motorcycle. He's, like, 55, 60 years old. Rode around on a motorcycle. The rest of the time, hung out in the Aztec and played chess. So he and I hung out a lot because I was homeless. So I just hung out in this coffee shop all the time because they, they sold single cigarettes. And they just if you were homeless, they'd just give you coffee all day. That's yeah. Awesome. So that's all I did. I I smoked cigarettes and drank coffee and hung out with this guy Wild Bill, and he had a million conspiracy theories, all of them <laughs> seemingly reasonable, <laughs> but like completely insane at the same time. And he was like, 
he was like the fucking Louis C.K. of conspiracy theories in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Like everybody's like, oh fuck, like Bill's gonna do another one, <laughs> and he would just go up and he just like he just draw shit and like have yarn everywhere. It was incredible. Bill's been working on this hour. <laughs> it was one of the best fucking shows. It, it was the best show I've ever seen. One of the best shows I've ever seen. That sounds great. I I, I wonder if there's I wonder if there's enough people in Portland to be interested in something like that because that's a great they idea used to do a conspiracy theory show at dante's a long time ago like probably mm. like five or seven years ago now but like it was hosted by a guy who was on portland radio who was on like a talk radio and he was like crazy it wasn't lars larson of course but it right. was something like that but yeah. they used to have that and it was big here i used to have a show i tried to do a show for a little while uh that was um fake conspiracy theories mm. so it's like it was just like i would book people and I did it as this character I have named Wade Byrne, who's like the Wade world's Byrne. the world's most extreme conspiracy theorist. Uh, and uh, and and so like so we would just I would just book people and they would show up and they would give their conspiracy theories. But it wasn't it was hard to get people into the spirit of the show. Like yeah. I what I wanted to recreate was a funnier version of what I saw at the Aztec mm -hmm. in Santa Fe. And I just never captured it, but I might try it again. Yeah, someday. people have people would have to work hard. Like the people you book would have to work hard you on have coming to up with a good. Theory. Yeah, you have to try really fucking hard to come up with something that's insane enough, but still funny. Yeah, and it's tough. Like I'm like I didn't really, cause I just make up that shit on the fly. Like I was doing it for uh, the reason why I had that character in the first place. Uh, this guy Dylan Reef, uh, he. Um, he asked me to he was doing he does this thing where like there's hor like these horror uh like conventions and he'll run a game during the convention where it's like there's a murder or something supernatural horrible is going to happen and so 2 years running he had me do this character and then like record something where i talk about like whatever horrible thing is happening at the convention and then it was like a video that people could stumble across and then watch and it would give clues to like the next thing they could do oh my God. and so like and i would just riff it because i'm mm -hmm. you know i'm really good at your dan motherfucking I'm weber. Dan weber i'm good at that <laughs> shit right so i just ripped this shit and then i expected everybody else to be the same and that's not that's not cool like you no. shouldn't do that so nobody else was as quite as good at it and I didn't give like people didn't take it as seriously, and then they realized when they were going up, like, oh fuck, like I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have what it takes yeah, right now. This theory doesn't hold water. <laughs> yeah, I I love the I love the we didn't go to the moon theory. I really oh, like yeah, that the, one. The fake moon landing. Well, that I have one's a joke a about one. that. Like that's a joke I've been running for like six months now. Yeah, like uh, my my favorite piece of evidence for it is like the one that made me be like, huh, maybe it could be true. Is is the fact that we were in a space race with Russia at the time, and America was like they, their their figuring was that it's like America's not gonna gamble on Apollo Eleven. You yeah. know they're gonna have a backup plan in case Apollo Eleven can't make it to the moon, and they were claiming that their backup plan was get Stanley Kubrick to film a moon landing. Yeah, and they're <laughs> and they're saying that uh, they're saying that like yeah we we have been to the moon. Just not when the f when we first went to the moon. That right. was the Stanley Kubrick film. But we've been there, and it, like that one, that one, that kind of messes with the whole thing because it's yeah. like 
that they're like, oh, well, I mean, because there's so much evidence that we've been to the moon. Like, we have that, like, special mirror that's there that we sure. can bounce lasers off of. Sure, of course. No, uh, the joke that I tell about the, the fake moon landing, uh, one of the first punchlines is, you know what, either way, that's an amazing human achievement. Like, yeah. like either <laughs> way, it right. doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> who cares? Really good point. Like, yeah. it's just like, either way, we did a fucking hell of a job. Like <laughs> Either way, we went to the moon, or we convinced or we the convinced world. Or we yeah. invented special <laughs> effects. Like, because <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. we didn't have those special effects at the time, like, like if in order to fucking fake the moon landing, they had to invent a lot of technology. Yeah. So either way, people did some real shit. <laughs> it doesn't really matter either whether way. we went to the moon or not. What matters is we did something cool, <laughs> yeah. and we totally did either way. <laughs> yeah, either way, it was a feat of technology. People like were working hard. I feel like that's why NASA announced all, all of a sudden, like as soon as you know, like the whole presidency switched it over. NASA starts announcing all these new planets that they found and stuff yeah. like that. I think it's to, it's a fake thing to excite the whole thing to oh. create innovation and hope and all that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. what that could have been for like that. NASA. NASA's desperate that their funding might get cut, so they're like, "Oh, look at all the cool stuff we can do. We got look seven planets cool to fuck up. Let's try it. <laughs> let's let's fucking go there. Like, <laughs> we'll ruin another uh, ecosystem. Let's, yeah, mm. Elon yeah. Musk is right. Let's bomb the fucking Mars. dude. Can we just elect Elon? Elon Musk, supreme leader of no. the world. I would love that. <laughs> Why would you love that? I like would not. <laughs> love that. He's an idiot. I feel like event. Uh, I feel like Elon Musk is eventually going to become supreme leader of the world. He's eventually. G he's probably going to be president someday. Yeah. Like if Trump got elected, Elon Musk could. Elon, Elon Musk got it in the bag. Uh, Elon Musk is on Trump's board too of like yeah. advisors. If in if he's yeah. on the board of innovation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Innovation is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's but, but that's good. But he doesn't give a f like, yeah. like he's he doesn't give a shit. Like Democrat or Republican, he doesn't care. Yeah. He just he honestly believes that technology is going to save humanity. Yeah, yeah. He's um, all about the mold of it of technology yeah. and human coming together. Yeah, I mean, he's he's working right now on a way to like matrix yourself, like mm -hmm. shunt yeah. your fucking brain into the fucking internet. What a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, Bad right? idea. Who's going to prototype that? Who wants to fucking see Oh, grandma? who's going to prototype that? So <laughs> many people. Yes. He's not. He's going to have no end of fucking people willing right. to fucking do that. Mm -hmm. For sure. Oh, you mean I'm going to be smarter? Hell, <laughs> do whatever you I'll want. I'll sacrifice my brain. It's, it's the same idea of like, look at how many people applied to go to Mars to be the first people <laughs> to go to Mars. Yeah, that's a one-way <laughs> like trip. Thousands. That's a one-way trip to a terrible death. You know you're going to die out there, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's no way you're going to survive this. <laughs> you guys go ahead. I'll wait till like the... But I'll be on Mars. I'll wait till the fourth run of Mars. Once they have the Starbucks I up there, about then too. I'll go... Oh, did I steal your joke? No, Dan. no. I have a joke about like, why would you want to do that? Well, you got to die on Mars. Like, that is most pretty people, dope. Most people get to die from cancer. Like, yeah. that's a <laughs> shitty way to go. You died on Mars. That's a handful <laughs> at best. Yeah, you're going to you go gotta, down as a hero. You got to be on a rocket all <laughs> the way to Mars <laughs> <Yeah>. and then die? <laughs> Who am I kidding? I would go in a heartbeat. Yeah, fuck it. To <laughs> do that. to Mars and dies? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Helmet off instantly. <laughs> you're all, everybody's going to die. <laughs> Everyone dies. Yeah, why wouldn't I do it on Mars? I'm yeah, why not do it on Mars? <laughs> why not be famous for being the first human to die on Mars? Yeah. It's a race at that point. <laughs> everybody <laughs> shows up on Mars. Everybody just takes <laughs> off their helmet. It's like, who yeah. dies first, <laughs> motherfucker? What small step for man? What's first suicide for mankind? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what we were saying earlier, where your transge- transgressions get washed away. Yeah. No one's going to be like, no one cared that Steve beat you, Suzanne. Yeah, he, yeah. he died on Mars. Yeah, dude, that's... Dude, for sure, a serial rapist what or a pedophile would be the first person to die on Mars. <laughs> what if they choose someone that's just super A serial horrible. rapist. A serial pedophile. But he died on Mars, so... It's That's so all conflict. we remember. There's statues of him we just to in make grade sure schools, <laughs> just as a fuck you to all the children. He said a rapist just to make sure somebody would fuck on Mars. He's got like he's got like the statue as him with his hand on the back of the head of a little boy. Oh my god! And it's just like I did it. It's a little crazy, but he died on Mars, so he was on Mars. So yeah, the joke the joke that I have uh, when I talk about that is a. Uh, uh, is about how uh, the Space Shuttle Challenger is my favorite rocket ship. <laughs> because because those people got to die on a fucking rocket. Like most of us won't get to do that, and that's uh, like. Do you think it was a quick death? Or w- oh, for sure, they like blew the fuck up. Like they yeah. didn't. They like didn't feel much pain. Like they were on fire for a second, and then it was over. Yeah, they were yeah. vaporized. They were vaporized. Do like you think they knew? Do you think they knew it was because it like. Was there like a panic before they died, or was it just like an instant, like it was a, it was unexpected blow up? I mean, nobody saw that coming, right? Yeah, nobody, nobody knew that was going to happen. It's just, it's one of those things where you're like rocketing in the air, but because you've never really done it before, like if something disturbs that process, you don't know if that's normal or not. Right. So probably at one point, the grade school teacher looked at one of the astronauts and it's like. This is shaking a little bit more <laughs> than I was told. Is that okay? And the guy was like, "Yeah, fine. <laughs> Bam, dead." Like, it's like yeah, it's, it's gonna <laughs> shake. It's a rocket. Yeah, and I saw that <laughs> he just in grade school. We watched it happen. Wow. I gotta watch it on TV. Wow. Like, they, oh, they were showing you the live footage. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. They're like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and then shut it off. Bam. <laughs> and they're like, God. oh shit. Oh, we're gonna turn that off real quick. Honestly, <laughs> like, and this will sound terrible okay. to all of your listeners, which is fine. <laughs> Uh, I've never, up until that point, had never laughed as hard <laughs> as I did when the fucking Challenger blew up. I, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I laugh at awful things, too. Yeah, like, I laughed all the time. Like, earlier today, uh, I was at a karaoke event, and this uh, this lady was singing a duet by herself. Yeah. And this dude that had been, like, trying to fuck her all night <laughs> goes up on stage <laughs> oh, to no. try and sing the, s- the other part. And she just railroads him, and then so he's just like awkwardly standing on stage <laughs> while she's singing his part. <laughs> and I laughed for I laughed till I cried for like <laughs> oh it's amazingly yeah, funny. I amazing. loved it. You see something that awkward, you can't help yourself. <laughs> I loved it. Like that's fucking amazing. Yeah, cringe videos definitely yeah. they get me oh going God, every time. Dude, I yeah. love cringe. <laughs> uh yeah that yeah that the the fucking school teacher dying on the space shuttle challenger is one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and i know that's terrible to say like i kn- i get it i get it people are like you're a fucking awful person yeah <laughs> yes i am that's not what i'm saying though i'm saying it was fucking hilarious to see the hope and joy in her eyes and know that right before she died that was still there like she was still psyched <laughs> And she got to die in a way that none of the rest of us will. Like, it's still a silver lining. We won't. We would not even remember that that happened unless she'd blown the fuck up. 
That's right. It would have just been some other humdrum yeah. rocket ship. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Cool. Oh, the space shuttle went up and came <laughs> down. Who cares? Instead, it's a $5 billion bottle rocket that yeah. went up in the sky <laughs> and blew the fuck up. Like fireworks wow. do, which is why we like fucking fireworks, because they explode in midair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just that's the bit, but it's fucked up. I get it. It's fucked up, but it's been killing all over Chicago. So <laughs> <laughs> who gives yeah, a shit? We just, ma- we just made it better. With the race to kill yourself on Mars. No, you think that, uh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> I'm definitely going to talk about that yeah. the next time I do that joke. <laughs> for oh, sure. Man. So, uh, so do you think, uh, so, uh, do you think that, like, acid, like, so, what would you say to somebody who has never done psychedelics before that are thinking about it? Like, like, what, pi- what piece of advice would you give them? <coughs> well, um, unless I knew them well, I wouldn't give them any advice at all. Like, okay, because there's a lot of people in the world that should never do it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people who are too anxious and too freaked out by normal reality that this is not a good idea. Like, this isn't going to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known people who did acid once and never were the same again. Um, so if I didn't know them well, I wouldn't say anything. If right. I knew them well, and they were somebody that were like, that I knew like, could kind of deal with weird shit, I'd be like, absolutely, you should totally do acid. And I know there are people in the world who are like, everybody should do psychedelic drugs. I'm mm-hmm. not one of those people. I think there's some people for for which that shit isn't like they have enough time trouble dealing with this reality. There's no reason for them to up. The difficulty scale magnitudes. Yeah, like and I feel like I feel like people. Th- there's some people who whose sober brains are eating themselves, you know, yeah. with just like worry and panic and yeah. like negativity. And if they and when you do psychedelics, it it turns your brain up to eleven. Yeah, and so like yeah, it just might make those things much 10 worse. Times worse. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a, a lady I know in Chicago, mm. and. Uh, and you know she's never done psychedelics before and i know her well enough to know like you shouldn't mm-hmm. this isn't for you like you're scared of your brain already like like you have manic you have you have trouble with bipolar disorder the last thing that you need is to have an un- more unpredictable brain like yeah. you spend all of your time terrified of what your brain might do mm-hmm. you don't need to fucking yeah, you're already on scared. acid. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. There's no reason for you to do it. But there's a lot of other people who, you know, they're pretty stable. Like, like if you're somebody whose life is in a rut or stable, you know, mm-hmm. like you're doing a 9-to-5 job, you go home, you watch TV till like 9.30, and then you go to bed, and maybe every week you fuck your wife, and it's all like whatever, do acid. Because you're going to break that fucking terrible cycle, and it's going to show you why you should. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, like you're like, if you're already a freak, you don't need to do acid. You're already there. Like you're <laughs> you already are done. the drug. <laughs> you got to figure it out. You, gotta, you, you at least know that that fucking bullshit is wrong. So don't bother. Or you know, do it to heighten shit if you want. But mm-hmm. you know, acid is not for everyone. Acid is a fucking... As a friend of mine put it, acid is hitting the reset button on your com- your internal computer every time. And every time it boots up again, it's a little bit different. 
Yeah, I would definitely say that. Uh, yeah, I, d- I I was one of those people too. I did acid, and I was never the same. But it was like it was more like a my eyes are open now yeah. type of never the same. I don't actually know. I can't remember what it's like to not have done acid before. Yeah. I don't remember what it what I was like before I started doing LSD. I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know if I'm better now. Like I don't know if that's really the case. Like um I know that there are things there are concepts that everyone else seems to be cool with that I just simply can't fathom. Like I literally can't understand money. Mm-hmm. I I try. I do my best and I pretend to get it. But at the end of the day, like I'm just like this is just a hallucination we've all decided is real. So why do I care? Yep. I don't give it like I don't I have a hard time caring. I understand like if I don't care, it will limit what I can do in the future. Mm-hmm. So so I accept this fucking group hallucination we've all decided is real. But at the end of the day, it still fucking bothers me that I have to give a fuck. Like, it right. I'm still troubled by it. And I don't think that everyone should be in that headspace. <laughs> the world would be a weird fucking place yeah. if every single person was like, yeah, money's bullshit. And then <laughs> what do we do now? Like, how do we... F- uh, yeah, I I'm, I think that there's too... The, the population is too high for the barter system to work. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no other... Like, fiat currency is the only way this works at <laughs> all. There's not enough gold on Earth to yeah. make it so that more than, the, like, all of us could only own $10. Yeah. If we used <laughs> gold as, like, a fucking, to back the dollar? Like, yeah. are you fucking all, crazy? All, like, here's your $10. Here's seven mitts. billion. Yeah. There's not seven. There's not $70 billion worth of gold yeah. in the entire globe. No. Like, so, no, you can't mm. fucking... We can't use gold or anything else. It's just got to no. be like we've decided it's worth this now. But even yeah. but even gold, that would like just the idea of currency itself doesn't really make sense. Like once you no. get past the barter system, it's like yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, it's like we're just trading things that are worth for other things and yeah, credit scores, <laughs> all that shit. Oh my god, it's all them. just fucking nonsense to me. But I I force myself to accept this group hallucination. For periods of time, and then I reject it again. Like, I'm like, okay, for now, I have to give a fuck. Yeah, because there was a time, like, when you were in Santa Fe that you were like, money doesn't fucking mean shit. No, none of it mattered. Mm -hmm. uh, And and I I mean, I've gone through many periods of my life where I didn't care. Mm -hmm. The, the, The one period of time where I was most financially, like, secure, I was married, and somebody else handled all the money. I made it. They took care of everything. Because I couldn't do it. And when I moved out on my own, like, I made an effort and I kind of managed, but in all honesty, like, it was just like, I don't, this is all stupid. Like, I don't mm. fucking fuck off. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, this is so weird to me that this is something that matters to people. I, uh, I was, um, when I was looking for work in Chicago, uh, I was going through a lot of, like, um, consulting firms like they're like headhunters basically and they'd be like what's one of your requirements i'm like i'm not going to work in these industries i'm going to work in finance and i work for defense those are things i'm not doing Mm -hmm. and they're like well that's where all the money is i'm like i don't care (laughs) and when i said that i could just see on most of their faces like 
you just stopped making sense to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean you don't care about how much money is to be made? I'm like, I literally don't care. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to sleep at night. No. Knowing that you, like, you helped know. create a program that would make it easier to chop somebody's head off with well, a drum. Like, uh, like, the job I had in the mid 2000s, like, I graduated, from, I graduated from college at 33, and the next job I got after that, uh, I. I did data warehousing software that allowed people to crunch numbers to decide which factories to shut down. Oh. Right? And and I did that for two years, and I barely slept. Like, I was miserable the entire time. I felt terrible about that job. I couldn't fucking do it anymore. Yeah. I, 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 had, I, had, I felt something like that when I worked as a maintenance guy for a property management company. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, like what really disenfranchised me from that job was when, like, they're, like the company bought this this building and was systematically kicking everybody out, yeah. doing sixty day no causes, and then we're we were refurbishing every apartment, and I was like the tool for their gentrification, and it just yeah. felt so like ah. it's gross. It, you and feel terrible, and th- there was no like front office there, right. and so like people like I'm the face of the company, me yeah. and this other guy, and so people are coming up to me being like, is it like can I like. Uh, like you guys move me out, and then I move into a, like a different apartment that you guys refurbished and stuff. And then they would like, oh, it was just so heartbreaking to see like this old man who's like, but I've lived here for twenty years. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sorry, I, I don't get to make these decisions. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I just I paint the you. walls. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Mm. Like, and and so like, but it, it was. I finally worked with a with a firm that when I said that they didn't look at me like i was insane mm-hmm. like oh we get it i'm like perfect we could all work together let's find me a job now like like it but before that it was there was a lot of people who were like the fuck is wrong with you like don't you just want to make as much money as possible and in chicago uh a lot of jobs a lot of software jobs are for finance like hedge firms mm-hmm. uh hedge funds uh insurance companies shit like that i'm like i'm not doing any of that I got offered a job at Bank of America that would have paid me like a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. I was like, no, can't. But morally, it's like uh, it doesn't matter how much money no, I have. It if wouldn't I can't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. The job I have now doesn't make even doesn't make nearly that much. But I'm, you know, it's still like ostensibly like it's a little bit. It's one degree of separation away from the defense defense department. Mm-hmm. Like we do a lot of stuff to help veterans. And current service members find health care. Oh, okay. But because I don't, I don't think that people in the army are shitty. Right. They're just yeah. people that just decided to sign up for the yeah. army. I'm cool with it. Yeah, they were tools just like yeah. me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, respect me just as much as someone in the army. I mean, yeah. we're all just tools, right? Yeah, we're all. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you 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 made a decision. That's fine. You should fucking be healthy. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like, so I I managed to. I it's a job that I can convince myself that I could do. You know. Right. Uh, but I have to be able to do that now. That was a long. I don't know how that came out. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck were we even talking about before? Who knows? I I go and I've st- <laughs> done a lot of acid, guys. Like stream of consciousness is where I'm at. Uh, like have you ever done DMT? I have. I've done it the hard way once. The hard way once. The hard way. Oh, the near death experience. Yeah. I did, it, I did it the DMT. way you're supposed to, not <laughs> smoking it out of a light bulb or whatever people fucking do. Oh my God. Whatever Shane Mouse does, that fucking yeah. poser dick. Why don't you? Fu- why don't you fucking have a near death experience, you fuck? Yeah. 
do DMT the real way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. <coughs> so uh, I remember you, uh, you you said something about how like uh, you can't remember a time where you hadn't done acid. Like you don't remember what it w- what you were like when you yeah, before you remember, did acid. I can't remember what my personality I, was like. I notice a lo- I notice a lot when uh, when when I'm tripping. It it feels like like the way my brain operated when I was a child. That's kind of how I feel like when I'm on wh- when I'm on acid is like I feel True. like like it, it it makes me feel like I'm like five years old again. Right. In the in the way of just like the way like the way that I think and the way I perceive myself because I remember being a little kid, like tripping about like these these huge subjects like it's like uh, only I can know what it's like to be True. inside my mind type of things. Right. And I don't. I, yeah. I mean, I get it, uh, but I'm hella molested <laughs> like I'd yeah <laughs> like right. so so that whole notion like like even and, and i'm adopted so mm-hmm. I, I was adopted at three months old which is really old to be adopted and then and then uh i was i, I was molested as fuck mm-hmm. so like that whole thing where you like had this in innocent like right. oh the world is fucking weird like i didn't have that like i was cynical from five as mm. far back as i can remember like i was kind of cynical about the way the world was yeah like uh, like a child walking through yeah. life being knowing that adults aren't to be trusted right yeah. that's a th- that's that's a crazy concept because yeah, i remember right. as a child really putting all of my trust sure. into adults like yeah. i felt comfortable being like mr mister can you help me find my mom of course <laughs> yeah and you should be able to do that mm. like i just I remember one time uh, my sister and I, so our our babysitter liked us to fuck her and then watch us fuck. That was her thing. Like, Mm -hmm. she wanted me to, my sister was five, I was like, or four, and I was six. Um, She liked to have me go down on my sister and then eat her pussy, like, eat Mm -hmm. the babysitter. She was 13, whatever. It's all fucked up, right? Yeah. So we come home one day and we're naked because... Our babysitter has like decided we're all gonna have a fuck pile. This is the new norm, baby. This is, what, this is how it works, and Close. I was like, "That's how it works." So we get home, we're we're both butt naked. Uh, my parents are hanging out. They're like, why are you naked? I'm like, you know, Leslie told us to do this. Like, that's why we're naked. We're she told us to do this, and oh, then I Leslie like, not here yet. Yeah, <laughs> and then and and they both were like, oh why are you lying to us spank the shit out of me and then sent me to my room right jesus and so from then on like from the age of five on i'm like no one will help you yeah you can't call for help no one will ever fucking believe you Mm -hmm. so that innocence whatever innocence people have like i don't know what that is never had that yeah that notion of like somebody's gonna help you never and the other thing is, like, like I had surgery. The reason I didn't get adopted until I was three months because I had surgery on my intestines when I was when I was an infant. I was born mm-hmm. with a knot in my intestines. And for a long time, I thought, like, oh, that's fucked up, but it's not super bad. What I didn't know was up until, like, ten years ago, they didn't think infants could feel pain. Oh, my God. What? So they did, they did, they did <laughs> surgery on my intestines without anesthetic. Jesus Christ. Right? 
Wow. So for the first three months of my life, the only fucking human contact I had was needles and knives. Yeah, it was just like, wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. like fucking gory. Exactly. They just strapped me to a table and cut my intestines out. <laughs> Jesus God. Christ. I still have a He's fucking a baby. Sc- he can't feel it. Yeah. So they, they, they didn't even think, like, let's put him to sleep so they don't wriggle around or anything like that? No. They can hold him. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Right? Until it's 10 years ago, that's yeah, what you said? Yeah, it's fucking so insane. Like 2007. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I have a joke about that wow. too. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. What <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, because I knew they didn't use anesthetic when they do like uh like a circumcision. Oh sure, yeah, of Dude, course. I used to be all for circumcision. Like, sure, let's circumcise babies until I saw a circumcision training video, and I, I just saw like the mutilation <laughs> that happens to a penis <laughs> to a baby. It's one. just like. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put a the tool they out. use is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It looks like something out of Hellraiser. <laughs> so fucking it's a torture tool. It looks yeah, like a it's torture a, tool. It's like it's fuck. like a, it's like it's like fucking pliers that have razors on yeah. it. And they use that on my dick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, almost like a piercing gun, like yeah, a, yeah. like an old-timey piercing oh. gun. But anyway, yeah. So oh. so this notion of like I used acid to get back to somewhere mm. I was, not a not true. I used acid to get somewhere I never, ever got to be before. Mm. You y- almost feel like a different normal, almost, it seems like. Um, or to feel, I don't know, I don't mean to say it like that. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, in some ways, for sure. Like, like I mean, you did use it for an escape, you know? I used it, not, not even to, es- like, it wasn't so much an escape. It was, it was so that I could understand what other people did just normally. Yeah. Like people feel normally. Like I don't know what that's like, right? Like I don't have any conception of what it's like to be that person. That's not a thing I've ever had to I've never gotten to do. Like I don't know what it's like to have a parent that you trust. It's not a thing I ever got. Mm-hmm. So so this notion of like normal like for me, being high was as close as I've ever gotten to being what a normal person gets to be every day. So of course I did the shit out of it. Yeah, like you finally felt like I can fit in. You know, it's like yeah. when I I'm smoking weed with get, the gang. I get or something. what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. I get what you mean. Like, you know, like. <coughs> like uh, you're saying, you could feel. Yeah. I could feel something. Like, like. It's weird. It's it's. It's weird to be in a position where somebody describes what everyone else is like and you can't understand it. There's nothing nothing in your experience allows you to figure out what it is you're fucking talking about. So it's like it's like they're describing the color fuchsia to a blind man. Right. Like I don't know what you're saying. Like y- you mean that people just like automatically assume they're worth something because at least one person in their life loved them. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't get it. Mm. I can't understand. It's impossible. I don't have that in me. So acid would allow me to feel at least like, like the human species was like joined together. Like I would see the connections to some degree. Not like a normal person does, mm-hmm. but at least so- somewhat compared to nothing before that. Like up, in, up until then, like nothing. I couldn't understand it. 
damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, right? It's fucking shitty. <laughs> that is that is really <laughs> shitty. It is shitty. I uh, agree. A hundred percent. I've had, I <laughs> like, yeah, man. I don't, you know, it's why I did it so much. Because I got to feel like I was a part of the, like, a little bit a part of the human race. Like, when people talk about their parents and they and they talk about, like, you know, caring about them or, like, wanting to fucking help them or whatever, like, I just nod. And I'm like, yeah, 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 uh, totally, yeah, right? Sure, dude. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, like, I'm fucking lying to you. Like, I don't know at all what you're talking about. Like, I don't feel that way at all. I fake it. Like, I, I fake it with my dad for sure. Like the idea that I'm s- I like I legitimately care about him. Like I think about like sometimes I'll ruminate on the idea of both of my parents dying, and I feel nothing. Like it's just gonna be an annoying day. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come to I'm gonna have to go to Tillamook and just go to this bullshit. You have, have to take to care of their affairs. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking handle this shit. That's all it is. It's a hassle. Mm. It's not like I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna be sad. Like yeah. I don't care enough for that. But when I would do LSD, like, I would care enough about just general humanity to kind of get where people were coming from with their parents, right? Oh, this is intense, by the way. This is probably <laughs> in the most intense interview. Yes. Have you ever had? This is great. No, I, I'm so, yeah, I'm so yeah. glad that you could do this, man. Uh, uh, th- that's actually, that, that is, like, that's definitely a common thing with psychedelics is like the feeling like you're like one with the universe like some like somehow like this right. veil has been lifted yeah. to where yeah. it, it, like you're you're seeing things by like for like the atoms that they're made up of sure and the yeah. idea that we're all stardust yeah and like and that's that that's kind of what like one of the things how like i like i i definitely like knew that i was an atheist and it was very confirmed with me when i did psychedelics because yeah i I still didn't believe any of the bullshit that right. religion was telling me, and science seemed so much more unbelievably like true and perfect. I just sure. loved it so much, like Dude, the idea t- we're all yeah. like alone in this universe, and it's like we're so minuscule compared to everything. To be honest with you, like the idea that the universe is just random chaos, to me, is the most comforting idea. It, it, it makes really the most is. sense. Yeah, I mean, it's not even the most sense. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. It's the most sense. It just makes it just makes things like seem the most reasonable. Yeah. Like, if there's not that, then the fact that some people do better than others is some creature's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, right? somebody and else's that's choice. horrifying. Mm-hmm. I would much rather it just be random chance that Donald Trump is rich mm-hmm. and gets to be president. That is far more comforting to me than some fucking absolute powerful being decided this is how life should be. Right. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's That's t- fucking it terrifying. Like, yeah, I can't. I, I like the idea of like uh, knowing that the that the that the universe is chaos kind of takes the pressure off of you. It it makes it makes like the it makes like your decisions and what and your life a lot more minuscule which definitely takes a lot of pressure off of me and the idea of like i have to go out and i have to do something great well i mean in some ways yes i think Mm -hmm. that that's true i think it's nice that's partially the case it's also nice because 
it gives you no reason not to be cool to everyone. That's right. We're all in the same fucking bucket. Mm-hmm. We're all in yeah. the same fucking bullshit, random chance scenario. So there's no reason for me to be shitty to anyone else because we're all in the same fucking – we're all in the same terrible fucking place. Right. Everything is shitty. I I can, like, try to, like, sort of game the system to be more mm. in my favor, but that's just stupid. Instead, it's far more intelligent for me to, like, alleviate somebody else's fucking misery in this world so that we can all just kind of, like, get by – because we're all in the same fucking boat. Everything is just a random bullshit. Yeah. I find that find that significantly more comforting than any of the religions that I hear yeah, about. Yeah, than any of like, ah, uh, I'm just like in God's womb yeah. being yeah. taken care of. Oh, so Don't God's worry, plan, plan was SARS. Is that <laughs> the thing? <laughs> or fucking yeah. Zika or AIDS mm. or whatever. Like, yeah, I re- that I'm was your God's <laughs> plan? Your God's a pile of shit. <laughs> Oh, your God invented cancer? Fuck your yeah, God. Yeah, no joke. Fuck you and your God. <laughs> yeah. Well, God I, is merciful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like the idea that, like, no, like knowing that all, that all there is is this, yeah. it makes me appreciate this so much more. Because yeah. I feel like the idea that there's, like, the, that there's an afterlife and that, we're, like... Well, uh, you just, I just did a bit about yeah, how the afterlife and, is yeah, garbage. And, and, we don't, <laughs> and, we, like, and we don't, like, have to... We don't have to worry about what happens here because we're just we're just biding our time yeah. till we get to heaven. Right, that's the worst idea. It, it makes it it makes it worse. Like the worst. The world can be shitty and no one gives a shit because yeah. they're just like, that's well, we're gonna go to heaven. Sh- it's gonna be amazing. That's why all this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a giant number of people who don't give a fuck about what happens. Yeah, yeah. they're ready to ruin There's it. no reason for them to care. And that yeah, they just feel like, well, I'm gonna go up to heaven. God's gonna sort it out for all you plebs <laughs> over here that aren't <laughs> going to heaven. sort it out. Right, we should probably wrap yeah. up. I gotta yeah, yeah, we need to wrap it up. The last comic just got off yeah, stage. Yeah, it's fucking 2.30. <laughs> almost 2.30 two 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 in the morning. Almost 2.30. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we never, we, we never know how to end the podcast, so we always just leave it up to the guest. How, how, how do you want to end this podcast? I just want to say that if you're somebody that's thinking about psychedelic drugs, ask yourself, do I get anxious in normal situations? Because the answer is yes, then no, you shouldn't. But if the answer instead is like, I like to challenge myself being in weird shit, absolutely. Do the fuck out of psychedelic drugs. Don't do as much as me, but do plenty. Because it's not, you're never going to find a fucking more interesting situation than when you're high on acid and trying to figure out how to fucking deal with it. <laughs> right? All right. right. Dan like Weber, it. thank you so thank much, you so much. Thank you. All right. I got I to gotta piss. Later.